Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This is Wednesday, January 6, 2021, and welcome to episode 235 and the very first edition for 2021 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is, of course, WCWS Outside the Ropes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. As we, of course, will be talking about today's stories, courtesy of 411 Mania, of course, around the pop, pop culture spectrum, spectrum, if you will. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing you, of course, tonight's pop, pop culture history and birthdays, of course, as it relates to movies, TV, music, and sports. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing you, of course, uh, some wrestling stories that, of course, may be... Uh, um, that, of course, the witch whistle for for uh, our edition of Revolution coming up a little bit later on in the evening with some stories, of course, also courtesy of 411 Mania. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID <clears throat> 141-387-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on everything, anything and everything that we, of course, will be discussing here tonight. Let's go ahead and not waste any time here, of course, like I said, with the first edition of Outside the Ropes for the year 2021. Of course, as we said, episode 225, 235, I'm sorry, excuse me. Also, it is 626 p.m. Eastern Time, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, on Wednesday, January 6, 2021. Let's get right to it here, of course, as we go down to 411mania.com, where we, of course, thank our friends, as always, from 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WCWS Radio Network 
for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows, of course, in addition to right here on Outside the Roots. Uh, of course, Revolution, Wolfpack, <coughs> as well as, of course, Raw Radio, as well as, of course, Power Hour and WWS this morning. And hopefully, of course, more stories, more more of our shows, of course, as we, of course, get prepped to, of course, bring, uh, bring, <coughs> bring, of course, uh, more shows up and get more shows up and running, of course, here in the radio network. Let's go ahead and go to our first story of the evening coming to us from Joseph Lee here tonight as a new image from the movie Howling Kills shows a dirty version of the main character, Michael Myers. The director actually teases an expanded scale of the film. Total Film has revealed an image from Universal's upcoming sequel, Halloween Kills, which features a dirty and bloody Michael Myers, likely just after his encounter with Laurie Strode in the 2018 Halloween. Total Film also has an interview with director David Gordon Green, who promised a larger scale for this film compared to Halloween movies in the past. Here are some highlights. On making the sequel less intimate than the original, uh, uh, Mr. Green did say, <clears throat> it's one thing to be afraid of the boogeyman, to have someone who might be in the closet under the bed creeping around your house. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. But we wanted to explore next, what, what we wanted to explore next was confusion, misinformation, and paranoia. What happens when fear goes viral? You just can't stick your head under the covers anymore. On the tone of this movie, the director says, when we made the last one, we wanted to find a way for someone who's never seen the original to get up to speed with the story. But this one gets right to the action. It's very aggressive. It's more efficient. We wanted it to be an explosive middle before things get streamlined and personal again. Halloween Kills will arrive on October 15th after the pandemic delayed it for a year. It was directed by Green from a script he wrote with Scott Teams and Danny McBride. The sequel does star, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis, James Jude Courtney, Nick Castle, Judy Greer, Andy Matichak, Anthony Michael Hall, Kyle Richards, Robert Longstreet, Nancy Stevens, Charles Cyphers, Dylan Arnold, and Omar Dorsey. It will be followed by the final film in this trilogy, but probably not in the series, which is called, of course, the, the name of that is Halloween Ends which is scheduled to come out on October 14th, 2022. So be sure to, of course, like I said here, we'll get any more updates. Of course, we have, of course, on this. We'll definitely, of course, bring that to your attention. Story just now coming in here, ladies and gentlemen. Jeremy Thomas just added it as the, the new Doctor Strange movie, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, halts filming amid... The pandemic, the virus, uh, United Kingdom surge. Marvel has put a halt to filming on Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness as the as the pandemic surges in the UK, according to, of course, Elizabeth Olsen. The Doctor Strange sequel was filming in the country, but also spoke with Jimmy Kimmel while promoting WandaVision and said that things are shut down on the film for the time being. <clears throat> She says, since the hospitals are overwhelmed here, we can't go back to work until that calms down. This is what she told Jimmy Kimmel. This was per Joe Blow. We give them credit. I'm just safely hanging out here and just really grateful I get to be working. Disney has kept me busy during quarantine. Some film and shows are continuing to film in the country as they have not been required to shut down. However, 
Disney made the call to stop filming on the MCU film, which stars Benedict Cumberbatch, Elizabeth Olsen, Benedict Wong, Rachel McAdams, Chip Will, Ejiofor, and Exactil Gomez, directed by Sam Raimi from a script by Jade Bartlett and Michael Waldron. The film is currently set to be released on March 25th, 2022. So, of course, here... Uh, <clears throat> So anything else changes about this, we will, of course, definitely keep you informed about this here as well. Because there have been, of course, obviously, of course, you know, they have had, had another uh, big-time shutdown, of course, over in the United Kingdom. It's been talked about all, all over the all over the uh, social media. So <clears throat> so it's no, really no surprise that that would take place. Our next movie, uh, uh, next story ladies and gentlemen jeremy thomas brings brings this to us as this also has kind of a wrestling connection as a as a director has reportedly been set for the biopic on the late rowdy rowdy piper a director reportedly set for the planned biopic on rowdy rowdy piper speaking on the this is important podcast late last year kyle newacek who did the movie workaholics said that he was attached to direct the biopic, which he said that Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Seven Bucks Production Company is producing along with Jimmy Kimmel's Jack Hole Productions. The Ross Company is doing Rowdy Roddy, which I'm actually attached to now, New Check said per Fightful. It came to me with the idea of doing a Rowdy Roddy Piper project. It's with The Ross Company and Jimmy Kimmel's company. I am attached to direct it. They're not looking for another director at this time because if and when it gets made, I am the guy. We're all about casting right now. Newacek made the comments back in November, but they didn't get noticed up until now. There's no word on, on what, if any progress has been made in the last couple of months. Of course, if you remember, ladies and gentlemen, Roddy Riot Piper, who is, who, who of course, was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in, 2004, in 2005, I'm sorry, excuse me, sadly passed away in 2015 at the age of 61. And, of course, we've talked about here in the Radio Network here, folks, of course, one of our editions of the Mothership Broadcast pretty much served as a as a all-night <clears throat> discussion on the on Roddy Roddy Piper, who, of course, passed away on that same day we did the episode. Of course, we highlight that as episode number 29. So you, we can tell you how far back we've, we've been here, folks. July 31st, 2015 is when that episode was done. Our next one here, of course, Jeremy Thomas story came out here uh, yesterday as Clancy Brown is set to play the villain in the revival of Dexter. While news of Showtime's Dexter revival has been decisive among fans, there's at least given us a hell of a cast member to portray its primary villain in Clancy Brown. TV Line reports that Brown, known for his well-received work in Carnival, The Shawshank Redemption, and Superman, the animated series, will be playing, uh, of course, he did the voice of Lex Luthor, will be playing Kurt Caldwell, the main antagonist of the series' return. The site reports that the character is the unofficial mayor of the small town of Iron Lake. The official character description said that Kurt realized the American dream by going from driving big rigs, just like his father did, to now owning several trucks and the local truck stop. Powerful, generous, loved by everyone, he's a true man of the people. If, he get, if he's got your back, consider yourself blessed. But should you cross Kurt or hurt anyone that he cares for, God help you. Details on Iron Lake are not yet known. It could be the Oregon town that Dexter was living in as of the last moments of the original series finale, 
or something else entirely. The show will pick up in current time seven years after the series finale. Michael C. Hall, who is reprising his role as the, of course, the serial killer Dexter, has always understood fans' negative reaction to the 2013 series finale. He recently told the Daily Beast that it's a reason he decided to come back. He says it's a conversation that's been ongoing and different possibilities have emerged over the years. I think in this case, the story that's being told is worth telling in a way that other proposals didn't. I think enough time has passed where it's become intriguing in a way that it wasn't before. And let's be real, people found the way that that show left, left things pretty unsatisfying. There's always been a hope that a story would emerge that would be worth telling. I include myself in a group of people that wondered what what the hell happened to that guy. So I'm excited to step back into it. I've never had the experience of playing a character this many years on. Brown can currently be seen on film via a supporting role in the critical darling Promising Young Woman. He's also recently appeared in season one of The Mandalorian and the horror film The Mortuary Collection. So ladies and gentlemen, if you were a big fan back in the 90s of the animated Superman series, which had Tim Daly voice, uh, did the voice of Clark Kent and Superman, Clancy Brown, and also, also he did the voice of uh, Lex Luthor not only in that series, but also a movie came out called Batman, Batman, Superman, Batman, Public Enemies, where he played Lex Luthor, of course, after he became, Lex Luthor became president of the United States. So, and of course, <clears throat> of course, the original character, the original actors that voiced Superman and Batman was also in that as well. One of my example being Tim Daly. Jeremy Thomas, of course, posted this story yesterday as Zack Snyder has confirmed at this point, there are no plans for a sequel to Justice League. Zack Snyder will be releasing his own vision of Justice League soon, but he has confirmed there are no plans currently for a sequel. Snyder appeared on Comic Book Debate and discussed the idea of a follow-up, saying he doesn't plan on doing one, although he qualified it. Look, I never thought I'd be here doing this. I didn't think I'd be finishing Justice League, Snyder said, per CS.net. The truth is, it's been widely reported, and I have no issue. This is an old movie. This is a years-old movie that I'm working on. The DC Universe has gone and branched off and done its own thing, and that's fine. He continued by saying, as far as what I did and as far as what my vision for what I wanted to do with these characters and the journey I wanted them to go on, it's well known that I planned on more movies, five movies or something, but I'm busy. I've got a lot going on. Is it is it cool that the fans have so much faith in, in the tra trajectory? Yes, it's amazing. I couldn't be happier, and I'm excited for them to see Justice, Justice League so they can really drink the entire elixir of Justice League. But would I continue? I have no plan to. But as I said, I didn't think I'd be here, so who knows? Snyder originally planned Justice League to be a two-part film, and the theatrical version of the film completed by Josh Whedon after Snyder had to step away due to a family tragedy, had a tease at the end for a sequel, Fans hope was buoyed by the announcement of Zack Snyder's Justice League, which will be released on HBO Max in four one-hour parts early this year. As of now, though, that hope seems unfounded. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, anything is possible here. So we may end up, uh, maybe something might happen right down the road. You never, like I said, you never know. Just like when we talk about with Wrestle, you never know what could happen until it does. So there you go. Jeffrey Harris says this story came out yesterday as James Gunn explains why Batista 
is a great actor and takes his craft seriously. In response to a question from Chance the Rapper on Twitter, filmmaker James Gunn explained why he thinks WWE Hall of Famer Dave Batista, of course, otherwise known as just Batista himself, is such a great actor. It was Gunn who really gave Batista his big break in the role of Drax in Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which was a breakout role for Batista. Here's what Gunn had to say on Batista's acting. Because at day Batista takes the crap seriously, he's grounded in real emotion and not showy. The difference between Dave and many wrestler actors is when you look in his eyes on, on set, he's in the place he's supposed to be. I'm thinking about what he's going to do next. <clears throat> of course, saying at Chance the Rapper. One of the things I deal with a lot with actors who have been a part of other performing arts, like wrestling or comedy, is to get them to stop juggling and just be. It's not your job to entertain us. It's simply your job to be present in the moment in front of you. And to treat it honestly, I never really had to teach that to at Dave Batista. His rawness set him apart from the first moment I met him. It was merely a matter of creating a space where he could come and share himself with all of us. I have falseness in an actor's eyes. There are many big-time movie stars who hurt movies for me because I can see the lying in their eyes, replacing acting with boasting or thinking about themselves and what they're going to do next. I'd much rather work with at Dave Batista or Michael Rooker or at Das Malikin or at Melacor Daniela or at Viola Davis or at Sean Gunn or at Tom Klimatev or at Casio underscore Joaquin or many others who seem to always be present as a baseline, actors who have stopped seeking and started being. Gunn is set to return to the Marvel Cinematic Universe later with the upcoming The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special for Disney+. Plus. This will be followed by Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Batista is expected to reprise his role once again as Drax for both shows. Meanwhile, Gunn's other movie, The Suicide Squad, is currently due out for an August 6th release. And of course, like I said, all of all of the, Mr. Gunn's tweets are, of course, uh, came out back on the third. If you'd like to go back, pull up his uh, pull up his um, those tweets. It's at James Gunn. If you'd like to go back and, and read all of this, but high praise there, of course. And Batista has become pretty darn good here. So another story. Ladies and gentlemen, it's just been added on here to the to to our pop culture uh, headlines here. Jeremy Thomas has this story just came in as Zack Snyder, once again back in the news, says he would join the Marvel Cinematic Universe for a film about Elektra. Zack Snyder is strongly associated with the with the DCEU, of course, the DC Universe, but he would jump over to Marvel if he could make a film based on Elektra. Snyder spoke with comic book debate courtesy of Screen Rant, and when asked what character he would like to direct in the MCU, he named Electra Nachos. 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 I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not 100% sure, but that's just my guess. I would, I would choose Electra Lives Again, Snyder said. Do you know that Frank Miller comic book is a graphic novel about Electra? Daredevil is having these dreams about Electra coming back to life, and it's really cool and weird. It's just cool and beautiful. That's what I would do. No one cares, but that's what I would do. Elektra has been seen in the MCU already, having appeared in Marvel's Netflix series Daredevil and in Defenders, played by Elodie Young. She was last seen in the climax of the Defenders, where her fate was left ambiguous. Snyder currently has Zack Snyder's Justice League teed up and set, and set the release on HBO Max early 
early this year. So like I said here, of course here, if you, so like I said, you can check that out here, of course, as well. And of course, as you know, uh, Electra did come out in a movie form here before. Of course, if you remember, Jennifer Gardner played that character, uh, which was which was not bad. She was first seen in the movie Daredevil when Ben Affleck played Daredevil. But then she'd had her own movie called Electra, which I thought was, I saw part of it. That was, that was a pretty good movie. So, of course, we stay on with the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe stories here. As Jeremy Thomas posted this on Monday as uh, the WandaVision TV spot reveals some new footage. WandaVision is just 11 days away, and a new TV spot has revealed more footage from the MCU set Disney Plus series. Of course, you see the spot right here on this page titled New Era, which gives Wanda and Vision a theme song within the show's universe and offers some more hints and something unsettling going on behind the scenes. The, the series stars Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany as Wanda Maximoff and Vision and comes from director Matt Shakeman and head writer Jack Schaefer. Releasing on January 15th, it is described as follows. WandaVision is a blend of classic television and the Marvel Cinematic Universe in which Wanda Maximoff, of course Elizabeth Olsen, and Vision, played by Paul Bettany, two superpower beings living idealized suburban lives, begin to suspect that everything is not as it seems. So, so of course, like I said here, folks, uh, of course, be sure to check out that spot right there. It is, of course, on uh, on this page right here. Of course, it's also on YouTube if you want to. Of course, go back and check that out here as well. Talking about to director James Gunn again. Of course, the story coming out here on on Monday. Uh, Jeremy Thomas posted this as James Gunn has confirmed that this, the Suicide Squad movie will be R-rated. James Gunn's The Suicide Squad will make the jump to an R rating as confirmed by the director himself. Fans has been, have been hoping that the film may carry the more adult rating after there was some disappointment that the original Suicide Squad was PG-13. Speaking with a fan on Twitter, Gunn has confirmed that the film will get the more restrictive MPAA rating posting, yes, it's rated R. And he actually did say this last Thursday, December 31st. The film is written and directed by Gunn and stars John Cena, Jai Courtney, Joaquin Casio, Joel Kinnaman, Malin Nig, Flula Borg, Juan Diego Bado, Storm Reed, Pete Davidson, Taika Watiti, what, I hope I pronounced that right, Alex Brog, Alice Brog, uh, Tanesh Kaji, Daniela Melicor, Peter Capaldi, Julio Ruiz, Jennifer Holland, Viola Davis, Idris Elba, and Margot Robbie. It will release on theaters and on HBO Max on August the 6th. And let's see here. One more story here, folks, of course, to bring in before we go into our pop culture history and birthdays here. A story came out, uh, I believe, on Saturday the let's see. On Saturday the 2nd, uh, Joseph Lee posted it as the director of the Disney movie Soul revealed what the film's original ending was. Now, apparently there was some spoilers on this right here. Disney and Pixar released Soul to Disney Plus on Christmas Day, and the film has received near-universal praise from critics. In an interview with ET Online, the filmmakers revealed what the original ending 
for the film was going to be before it was eventually changed to what is what's in the finished product. Here are some highlights. Producer Dana Murray on how hard it was to come up with the right ending. She said very we went back and forth on the ending on the ending up until the last screening. For a long time Joe did go to the great beyond. There was a lot of debating back and forth about I think the more we saw him live his life, just think about his mother Libba and all these different factors. It felt like the right ending that he needed to be able to go enjoy his life in the way he wanted to because he learned so much throughout the film. Co-director Kent Powers on the original ending. We have versions on the ending where Joe does not go back to his body where he actually stays dead. We have versions of the ending where you see Joe on Earth a year later. Man, that ending sparked more debate than I think any other element of the film. Co-director Pete Doctor on the ending in the original script, he says, that version, he was like at peace and went in. There was another version where he actually went to the great beyond. There was a scene there, and then he returned. And we realized we were probably playing with fire, even though it was pretty esoteric. I don't think it was too explicit in terms of this is what the afterlife looks like. It was more abstract, but still we decided Ed probably dangerous, not ultimately right for the film, most importantly. Uh Pete Doctor, once again, on there, on it, there was people pushing for the original ending. He says, oh, yeah, there were definitely camps because I think people felt like it's cheating to let him go back. On the other hand, story-wise, you can't teach this guy to enjoy life the right way and then rob him of that. So it just didn't seem like the right way to go, although it was the original, it was the original draft. At the time, I was thinking the most selfless act you could do is pass on. I've had the chance. I've already enjoyed life. Now you should have that chance. You, 22, who has not dared to go down. That seemed poetic and nice, but ultimately in the movie, every scene was Joe going, wait a second, I didn't live this the right way before, so it didn't seem right then at the end, at the end to go, all right, off you go. And then, and then, of course, he actually has a little bit of a laugh. So so there you have it right there for those of you, of course, who were um, who have seen the movie Soul, right there, a little bit of tidbits right there that came out here. So there you have it there, ladies and gentlemen, of course, with our, uh, <clears throat> with, of course, your pop culture uh, news review, of course, courtesy. We do thank Four Eleven Mania for allowing us to read those stories here tonight. 6.48 p.m. Eastern Time, ladies and gentlemen. This is, of course, episode 235 of WCWUS Outside the Ropes. 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 141-387-POUND. Mr. WCWS, Chad Henshaw, back on the line here with you. <clears throat> of course, um, coming up here, of course, a little bit later in the show, later in the evening, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to check out episode <clears throat> number 934 of WCWS Revolution, of course, 138055-pound. We will, of course, address our the latest wrestling news and views. We will also, of course, bring you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, of course, uh, John will provide, of course, wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here tonight. We will also do our. We will also, of course, provide you with as best we possibly can do so. Results for both a the AEW Dynamite and NXT shows here for this evening, <clears throat> and also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, give you a complete update uh, once again. Of course, as far as our uh, matches or our poll, our poll matches are, are currently going. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, that <clears throat> um, are currently going. And also, of course, the status of our WWS Fantasy Wrestling Classic. Of course, we've got 16 fantasy matchups up there, of course, right now. 
And of course, like I said, we'll go, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely discuss the rules once again here for this. And we'll let you know, of course, how that is proceeding here thus far. There's still plenty of time to vote here on all those, which of course will be, we'll talk more about that tonight. But I will point out that those, that, 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 that tournament will, of course, end uh, before the, will, it will end, of course, and we'll bring you the results of the, that in addition to, of course, our other poll matches uh, this Friday night, of course, right here on Revolution, of course, on Revolution <clears throat> um, 935. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let us go ahead and check out the latest pop culture uh, history and birthdays here. Uh, for, or like I said, for today, of course, January the 6th. Let me see if we can, or let's see if we can get that up here for you. Uh, of course, as we said, movies, TV, uh, movies, TV, um, music, and sports as well. Let's go ahead and get those right here too. Like I said, for today, January the 6th. On this day in 1953, WKBN-TV Channel 27 in Youngstown, Ohio which is a CBS affiliate, begins their broadcasting. Three years later on this date, 1956, KGNS-TV Channel 8 in Laredo, Texas, started out as an NBC affiliate, now it's an ABC affiliate, begins their broadcasting. On this date, 1957, the king of rock and roll himself, Elvis Presley, makes his seventh and final appearance on The Ed Sullivan Show. On this date, 1958, WIPR-TV Channel 6 in San Juan, Puerto Rico, which is a PBS affiliate, begins their broadcasting. On this day in 1963, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom with Marlon Perkins begins uh, broadcasting on NBC. On this day in 1967, the Milton Burrow Show uh, uh, airs this last, bro- last show on ABC. On this day in 1967, KHTV TV. Uh, Channel 39 in Houston, Texas, which is an independent affiliate, uh, begins their broadcasting. And also on this date in 1969, the the group The Supremes released a song, I'm Living in Shame. Uh, We do, of course, have some, uh, we do have, of course, three, uh, we do, of course, have three, three three birthdays here, of course, here to bring you. Uh, let's see here. Uh, actress Loretta Young would have turned 108 years old here today. Uh, she passed away in, she passed away, uh, 21, 21 years ago, which would have put it about, um, she would have been about 87, she would have, she would have been about 87 when she passed away. But today she would have been, like I said, 108 years old. Also, legendary, also legendary comedian uh, Rowan Atkinson. Of course, you remember the movie Johnny English. Also, of course, he was well known as the character Mr. Bean. Today, turned 66 years old. And also, uh, Eddie Eddie Red Redmayne here as well. Today, turns 39. Here today. Also, one uh, one. One passing, notable, notable passing here. Uh, Victor Fleming, who directed, who was well known for directing, uh, of course, the 1939 classic *The Wizard of Oz*, uh, passed away on this date here in in 1949. He would have been about 60, close to 60 years old. It may it may have been like 
between maybe around 59 or 60 years old when he passed away on this date. So there you have it right there. Now, of course, let's go into, of course, our music. Uh, our, our music, of course, history here, of course, for today. <clears throat> Took place on this date here, of course, on this date, 1900. Maurice Ravel's Abarodold Gracioso premieres in Paris. Six years later on this date, uh, Maurice Ravel's Miraz premiere also premieres in Paris. On his day in 1950, Happy as Larry opens at Cornet Theater in New York City for just three performances. On this date in 1951, the, the musical Pardon Our French closes at Broadway Theater in New York City after 100 performances. On his day in 1963, Oliver opens at Imperial Theater in New York City for 774 performances. On his date in, in 1964, the Rolling Stones' first tour as a headline act, of course, with the, with the legendary group, the Ronettes. On his day in 1968, the Beatles' Magical Mystery Tour album goes number one and stays number one for eight straight weeks. And on his date in 1971, Neil Young returns to his homeland of Canada for his first concert there since his pre-stardom days. A uh, couple, uh, couple, of course, of... Uh, Legendary musicians here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, give us just one second here, folks, and we're yeah, that's right. Uh, Sid Barrett. I do believe he might have been the one that was known as Sid Vicious. Possibly, I think that's who that is. Uh, today would have turned 75 years old. He passed away. Uh, he passed. Let's see, let me let's, let's see here. He passed away at the age of 60. So, so it was been about yeah. So, been, so he passed away about 15 years. So, about, so he he would have been about 60 years old when he passed away. And also Michael Hauser, a legendary a legendary guitarist. Um, today would have turned 59. Uh, let's see here. He actually, let me see here, folks. Forgive me here. Let's see. He, he, he passed away. I believe some, he was around close to 40 years old when he passed away, but today he would have turned 59 years old. Uh, some notable passings, of course, ladies and gentlemen, in music on the stage, 1685. Malachis. Sibinar, who was a composer, passes away at the age of 68. On his date in 1697, Carlo Manelli, a composer from Italy, passes away at the age of 56. On his date in 1738, Franz Xavier Merchhauser, a composer and theorist from Germany, passes away at the age of 74. And also on his date in 1742, Johann George Reinhardt, who was a composer, also uh, passes away here. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we go into, of course, uh, we go into, of course, sports uh, on this date here, of course, here, January the 6th. On this date here in 1681, the first recording boxing match, Duco Albemarle's Butler versus his Butcher. First ever recorded boxing match. Unbelievable. 
On his day in 1883, the Ontario Rugby Football Union forms. On his day in 1896, the first U.S. women's six-day bicycle race starts at Madison Square Garden. On his day in 1925, Pablo Nirmi sets an indoor record for 13.6 miles and 14, 44.6 uh, in the 5,000 meters. On his day in 1930, Australian cricket icon Don Bradman scores 452, not out, not out of uh, for New South Wales versus Queensland and Sydney. Then world record individual score in a first class match, run scored in 415 minutes. On his day in 1937, uh, <clears throat> of course, Bradman scores 270 Australian versus England at the MCG, includes 110 singles. singles. Uh, on his date in on his date in 1942, Bob Feller enlists in the Navy and reports for duty, of course, to Norfolk, Virginia. And on his date in 1951, the Indianapolis Olympians beat the Rochester Royals 75-73 in NBA record six overtimes, also the longest game recorded in NBA history. Uh, some noble birthdays here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Darlene. Darlene Hard today turns 85. Uh, ladies golfer Nancy Lopez turns 64. And Capel Dev today turns 62. And some, and some passings that took place here on this date in 1907. Walter Reed, R-E-A-D, a cricketer, who was a batsman for England, 117 at number 10 versus Australia in 1884, sadly passes away. On his day in 1908, George Dixon, a boxer from Canada who won the world bantamweight title in 1892, the world featherweight champion 1891 to 97, and then 1898 to 1901, the first African-American athlete to win a world championship in any sport, sadly passes away a liver failure at the age of only 37. On his day in 1915, Reginald Wood, a cricketer of one test England versus Australia in 1886, sadly passes away, and then this date in 1928, Alvin uh, Croslin, a track and field athlete from right here in the U.S., a four-time Olympic gold winner in 1900, sadly passes away at the age of 51. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it there, of course, with your uh, pop culture history and birthdays here, like I said, for today, uh, January the 6th. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let us see if we can... Let's see if we have any, uh, have any, of course, uh, wrestling news tidbits, of course, to bring you here, of course, to get the witch whistle here, as we said, for tonight's edition of Revolution. Of course, I will be, of course, reading the same stories, of course, uh, coming up here, uh, <coughs> coming up here, of course, uh, um, On of course revolution coming up here, coming up here of course here in in the next little. Um, and of course we won't read them all, ladies and gentlemen. We will of course read. Uh, um, we will of course read read several here. Of course, uh, let me see here. Uh, first off, ladies and gentlemen, of course I'm sure y'all heard about what happened, of course, in Washington D.C. As of course, I guess people were probably in the midst of protest and were uh, tried to uh, get to uh, ran into the Capitol building, and I think they kind of uh, um, 
evacuated the the House and and the Senate, I believe, earlier today. Jeremy Thomas has this story as Batista, Mustafa Ali, Titus O'Neil, and more react to the insurrection attempt in Washington D.C. Uh, <clears throat> let's bring you this right here first. I guess if you have not heard about this, let me go ahead and read this. Insurrection is storming the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. It's vowed out the story of the day. Of course, Batista, Mustafa Ali, Titus O'Neill, and others in the wrestling world took to social media to react. Donald Trump loyalists stormed the Capitol building in the nation's capital after attending a rally hosted by Trump and, and broke into the building, which disrupted Congress's counting of the electoral votes to confirm President-elect Joseph R. Biden Jr.'s victory. Lawmakers were evacuated from the building as insurrectionists got inside and even made their way to the Senate dais in one case. This was part of the New York Times. With social media showing images of the stormers inside the offices of Congress people, including that of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. The Times reports that one woman is in critical condition after even being shot. Social media has been aflame with reactions to the situation. That includes wrestling, wrestling Twitter. You can see a host, a host of reactions from the likes of WWE Hall of Famer Batista, as well as Mustafa Ali, Titus O'Neil, Mickey James, Court Bauer, Kimberly Diamante, Gail Kim, Mick Foley, Lance Storm, Kerry Silken, SoCal Val, WWE alumnus Ricardo Rodriguez, as well as Big Swall, and more. Uh, uh, this, is, this is what Batista said, calling himself Vice President Drax on his Twitter handle. He says, that's not a protest. It's an attack. Hashtag traitor support traitor Trump. Mustafa Ali says, but they're not terrorists. Mustafa Ali also said today, a, a black or brown person tries to do the same thing and those steps would be red. Titus O'Neill says, what, do, what would these folks be called that are doing this BS at the Capitol? Thugs, criminals, animals, Terrorists, very fine people, patriots, Antifa, asking for my African-American friends and for my white, Asian, Me Mexican, every other race of American friends, American friends, too. Uh, Mickey James says, this is treason, this is terrorism, this is embarrassing. As a country, as a nation, as a democracy, as an American, this is shameful. Court Bauer says, a very dark, dangerous day for our country. Diamante says, for those that don't get it. Kimberly says, everyone still trying to figure out the meaning of white privilege. What do you think would happen at the Capitol if the people from the building were black? That is white privilege. I'm so disgusted right now. Big Swole says, disgusting, utterly freaking disgusting. Gail Kim says, uh, do it, do it at Vince McMahon. Everyone, and also she says a couple of things here. Everyone who stood by this sorry excuse of a president will be remembered. You're a part of this. Everyone will always remember. Nick Foley says, hashtag 25th Amendment. You get the point. Elijah Burks has, of course, just simply said, hashtag disgraceful. Gary Silken, of course, wrestles in Ring of Honor, says, I lived through the JFK murder. I lived through the Kent State. I lived through 9-11. Today we reached a new low. So sad. Lance Storm says, Hey, at Twitter, at what point do you shut him down and stop letting him inside a coup? You're close to being an accessory to domestic television terrorism at this point. Landstorm also says, so not leave the Capitol, but stay. But stay. F this guy. He's just looking for deniability if his coup doesn't work. And he also says new agencies need to call this a domestic terrorist attack. 
Donald Trump and also Lance Storm continues here. Donald Trump supporters are committing acts of domestic terrorism. Trump incited this and made sure there was enough security present to prevent it. Lance Storm, he, he's going on out. He's saying if these people were African-American or, and or Muslim, they would be dead or cuffed by now. And no one would be calling them supporters or protesters. Impeach and remove now. Do not give him 14 more days to pardon people for, for this. Uh, at Malcolm Bailey also says, in quotation marks, protesters. Uh, Levy, at Levy Villain says, imagine a peaceful BLM protesters try this. Uh, Kenny King also posts this. America, you're, you're giving me real hashtag handmaid's tail vibes right now, baby. He also says, can you patriot stand up for America and freedom flying a Confederate flag? The hypocrisy and irony are stronger than Jeff Cobb. Peter Rosenberg says, if, this, if these were BLM protesters, we would, be, we would be witnessing a bloodbath. Racist white supremacy privilege at its finest today. Jordan Grace said on her Twitter account, what can even be said at this point? Tracy Brooks says, I'm sorry to all the children out there. Sorry that we couldn't do better for them or set better examples. My heart breaks for them. I look at their elders for leadership, for what is right and what is wrong, and this is what we do. Please, let's all do better. Ricardo Rodriguez says, Trump did this. It's, a, it's all on him and his idiotic fan base. This is truly sad and disgusting. He also said, Ricardo says, you were a part of it. Uh, Matt Hardy's wife, Rebby, says, I've seen more aggressive security in force at an e Eagles game, by the way. So Cal Val says, I am horrified, disgusted, sick. How dare these people incited by that evil POS? I am praying for my country. She also says, hey, at the GAW TV gang, I'm sorry, but what with what's happening in the Capitol, I am completely sickened. I feel obligated to keep an eye on the news. I'm going to have to miss the chat. This is too important. The episode will still go forward. I hope you guys enjoy. We love you all. And she also says, I have no words. Of course, SoCal Val said again, hey, okay, well, okay, well, she, okay, this is something, this is, she is pretty much, that was the same thing, okay. Enzo Amore says, WTF is happening right now. Renee Young, of course, her Renee, Renee Paquette, of course, John Moxley's wife, says WTF is happening. And Lacey Evans summed it up here by saying, American Brain and Braun will not go live tonight. Going home to hug my baby. Hashtag love you all. Of course, she is talking about, of course, her daughter as well. So absolutely. I mean, but of course, it, it, it is kind of sad. I mean, the thing is, you know, obviously, of course, we could possibly safely say that that Donald Trump kind of really pushed all this, pushed all this, of course, on himself. Uh, another story here, of course, here, Jeffrey Harris has this story as the Miz and Maurice are set for a guest appearance on the Nickelodeon show, The Substitute. WWE.com has announced that superstar power couple The Miz and Maurice will guest star on the Nickelodeon show The Substitute. It will be appearing on the show tomorrow. The Miz will be in disguise and Maurice will be directing traffic in the control room. Here is a full announcement. The Miz and Maurice will guest star on Nickelodeon's The Substitute this Thursday at 7.30, Central. As the A-lister played the part of three unrecognizable characters. 
In the latest episode, Miz goes, incon goes incognito as a flashy, hyper-confident astronomy teacher who conflates astronomy with, astronomy with astrology, a dinosaur expert who has some very strange theories on dinosaurs, many of which contradict each other and none of which make sense, and a high-energy fundraiser representative looking to get the kids excited by an upcoming fund fundraising push, which has set aside candy bars in favor of selling mayonnaise. Meanwhile, Maurice directs traffic from the control room. The substitute features celebrities who are transformed by a team of Hollywood special effects artists who go undercover as a substitute, surprising unsuspecting kids in schools, camps, and other locations. During the reveal at the end of the day, each organization receives a $25,000 uh, donation. Uh, of course, WWE posted on their Twitter account, at Mike Demiz and at Maurice Mazanin will appear on the latest episode of at Nickelodeon to substitute. So, so we'll see how that turns out. And of course, like I said, whoever, who, uh, whatever school, of course, benefits from this, of course, they're, they are going to be truly, truly blessed here. Uh, uh, one, let's see, bring a couple more stories here. We have an update report story here, of course, coming from Joseph Lee as as apparently NXT talent was originally planned for last week's SmackDown for the main event angle. The original story is that a new report from Russell Vogt said that talent from NXT was originally set to be part of last week's episode from WWE SmackDown, but plans were changed. The initial idea was for the unnamed talent to show up at the angle with Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, and Kevin Owens. The talent is part of the lineup for tonight's NXT New Year's Evil, but it's possible the idea was postponed if it wasn't canceled entirely. If you want to begin the speculation, the talent advertised for tonight's show includes Dexter Loomis, Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly, Damian Priest, Kieran Cross, Santos Escobar, Grand Metalik, Rhea Ripley, and Raquel Gonzalez. Of course, uh, a tweet, of course, here from Russell Votes here, just her interesting story. NXT talent was slated to be called up to SmackDown last week as of Showtime was written into the main event segment with Reigns, Uso, and KO. Said talent is on tonight's NXT big NXT card, so curious to see if it was pushed a week or scrapped altogether. The update story was, according to a report by Final Select, NXT superstar Damian Priest was being planned for a call-up for SmackDown earlier this week. It's unknown if the plan is for Priest to be a part of the main event angle with Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. As noted earlier, Russell Buzz reported that NXT superstar who was part of tonight's New Year's Evil event was originally going to be a part of the angle on last Friday's show. So apparently on SmackDown this Friday, ladies and gentlemen, apparently it seems that Damian Priest is going to be probably be shown on on uh, SmackDown this week. But we'll definitely have to be we'll definitely have to watch out here for that. Also, I will let you know, ladies and gentlemen, that the Major League Wrestling event called Kings of Coliseum live stream is up and up and going right now. We have posted a link in the WCW US NXT NG video vault. So if you'd like to go out, go log in on there now, ladies and gentlemen, and you can pull that up and check that out. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let me see here. Da, 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 da. One other story here. Um, this was actually posted uh, earlier today here as well. Uh, Jeffrey Harris has this story. 
as apparently Mick Foley is now wanting Vince McMahon to remove Donald Trump from the WWE Hall of Fame. There's currently a live ongoing situation in the U.S. Capitol Complex in Washington, D.C. as supporters for President Donald Trump has managed to enter the building and are clashing with police. WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley expressed anger over the situation via his Twitter account. In response to the people being injured and injured police officers that had to be evacuated, Foley commented, This is on you, Mr. President. Every single injury today is on you. Additionally, Foley asked WWE Chairman Vince McMahon about Trump being removed from the WWE Hall of Fame by saying, Hey Vince, how about throwing this sorry SOB out of our Hall of Fame at Vince McMahon? McMahon inducted Donald Trump into the Hall of Fame back in 2013. Trump's term as United States president is slated to end on January 20th, and President-elect Joe Biden is slated to take office. So, of course, whether or not Vince is going to actually comply with that, we're just going to have to wait and see, of course, what happens. Our next story here, uh, uh, Jeremy Thomas has this story came out yesterday. As Brody Lee Jr. appears on AW Dark and cuts a promo on Marco Stunt. Brody Lee Jr. got involved in his first AEW feud of sorts, cutting a promo on Marco Stunt on this week's AEW Dark. Of course, the video is on this page, of course, of Stunt coming out to address his issues with Brody Jr., aka Negative One, only to have Brody come out and tear Stunt down on the mic. The two briefly got physical until AEW officials came out to break it up as Stunt walked off. Tony Khan noted that Brody Jr. wrote the promo himself, posting to Twitter. Brody wrote that promo uh, himself. I asked him what he wanted to say about Marco, and he said all of that off the top of his head. It was incredible. I told him to please, please go out and do that. Negative one is really something. Tony Schiavone recently revealed that AEW has allegedly signed Lee Jr. to a contract following his father's passing, knowing that when he gets of age, he'll be with AEW. They have taken care of him. He follows guys around in the back and becomes part, part of us. He gets involved with the guys, sits in the gorilla position, and comes out with the mask and does some crazy things. The roster loved Brody, and we are family. <clears throat> of course, like I said, Tony Khan did post that on Twitter today, saying that Brody Jr. did write that himself, which was, I think, truly, truly unique. And we'll, we'll do a little bit more talking about that, of course, coming up here on 935 of uh, – I mean, 934, I'm sorry, of Revolution coming up here at 9 o'clock. And one more quick wrestling story to bring you here. We have an uh, update here from Blake Lavelle posted yesterday. As the updated betting odds for men's and women's 2021 Royal Rumble matches, a new favorite actually in the men's row. Okay. Bravada has revealed the updated betting odds for the 2021 Royal Rumble matches. With one WWE superstar emerging as the new betting favorite to win the men's Royal Rumble match. After Big E and Edge were co betting favorites several weeks ago, Daniel Bryan now tops the list at plus 300 odds to win the Rumble. Keith Lee is second at plus 450, while Big E is at plus 600, and Brock Lesnar is at plus 800. On the women's side, Bianca Belair remains the betting favorite to win the women's Rumble match. Here are the top betting odds for the men's Royal Rumble match. Daniel Bryan, like I said, 300. Keith Lee, 450. Big E, 600. Brock Lesnar, 800. Edge, 1,000. Uh, Goldberg, 1,200. Bray White, 1,600. Seth Rollins, also 1,600. Kevin Owens, 
2000, Drew McIntyre 1200, Roman Reigns 2000, as well as AJ Styles, The Rock at 2000, CM Punk 2500, Braun Strowman also, Braun Strowman and Sheamus also 2500, and of course John Cena and Randy Orton 3300. And here are the top betting odds for the women's Royal Rumble match. Bianca Belair 400, Miss Bliss 600, Rhea Ripley 800, Ronda Rousey 1000, Bailey 1000, Charlotte Flair 1200, Shayna Baszler and Sasha Banks, as well as Nia Jax and Sonya Deville 1600, Io Shirai and Asuka 2000, Paige, Lana, and Carmella 2500. So, so we'll do some more talking here about this, of course, on, on our on Revolution 934, like I say, coming up here at 9 o'clock. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, um, with of course everything is pretty much covered here tonight, we are going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and call it call it an evening for outside the ropes here, episode two thirty five. Uh, be sure, like I said, join us for episode nine thirty four revolution coming up at nine o'clock. One three eight zero five five pound. As we said, of course, bringing you your latest wrestling news and views. Per se, a four-letter mania. Also, of course, John will have your wrestling history and birthdays, as well as your pop culture history and birthdays here for um, for today. We will also, of course, bring you, of course, some uh, any results that we do have available on both episodes of AEW on both the uh, on both the AEW Dynamite, as well as, of course, NXT's New Year's Evil event there as well. Plus, also, we'll give you some updates here, of course, about our poll matches. And, of course, the uh, matches in the Fantasy Wrestling Classic, they are posted currently on the page of WCW US Pay-Per-View Prediction Center. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, as we said, of course, there is, um, there is of course, a very unique, uh, very unique uh, uh, prize to the winner, of course, of this tournament, of course, because your votes will, will matter, of course, depending upon, of course, the number of points. And, of course, the most points, of course, will end up winning, of course, a brand-new championship we did introduce this last time on Revolution. And we'll talk more about that here coming up here a little bit later on. Uh, be sure to, of course, check out all of our pages, of course, here on Facebook, as we said, the Pay-Per-View Prediction Center. Also, of course, Entertainment Cavalcade, as well as Sports Roundup, Game Show Alley, uh, Movie Channel, as well as Location of Animation, as well as our tribute groups to Don Rickles and Johnny Carson. Also, of course, our tribute group, The Who's Lines It Anyway, uh, Motor Week Retro Review, Cars of the Past, as well as, of course, Power Rangers Protecting the Power. Of course, our tribute page for NASCAR, NASCAR U.S. High Octane History, as we have posted, of course, a ton of classic races, classic and more recent races, of course, on there as well for, for your enjoyment. Also, be sure, like we said, in the movie channel, we did add, we've, we added a few more movies here, of course, over the weekend here, including... Of course, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I know it's past Christmas, but it is still very funny to watch. Also, of course, Robin Hood Men in Tights, as well as the Steve McQueen, uh, uh, the original, the original, of course, movie, The Great Escape, with uh, Steve McQueen and James Garner. So you can check that out here, as well as, of course, a lot of other movies. Of course, I believe there are still some James Bond movies available there as well. So be sure to check out what we've got listed on there here as well, folks. Also. Check out uh, the the uh, video vault as well for, of course, more recent uh, wrestling matches and promos, of course, from all over the spectrum here, of course, uh, posted on there 
women of WCWS. Of course, remember all your ladies' matches from WWE, Ring of Honor, Impact, AEW, of course, the independent scene. Uh, be sure to check out a lot of them there, there today. Also, of course, our wrestling tribute groups, of course, don't forget OVWUS, AEWUS, ECWUS, WCCWUS, NWAUS. Also, of course, uh, let me see here. Uh, also, of course, uh, WWS Universe, also Dynasty, Nitro Thunder, as well as, of course, uh, um, let me see. We have a lot of we have a lot of groups here, folks. Of course, our tribute group, the Home Improvement. Of course, Home Improvement, more power forever. Also, don't forget a gaseous affair, of course, as well, um, and so many other groups we've got going on right now. Of course, we definitely are trying to keep everything, of course, uh, loaded down here. Of course, with some of your some great content there, indeed. So be sure to, of course, listen to all that. Uh, check out check all that we've got posted up here in WCWS. And please feel free, of course, to comment on anything and everything that we have listed on there as well. We would love to hear what you have to say. Also, check out all of our past episodes, of course, of all of our shows here in the very beginning. Of course, the very first episode of Revolution to, of course, like I said, to what we currently have up right now with Revolution, Wolfpack, like I said, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, uh, WWS This Morning, of course, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, Sports Machine, and several, uh, several more of our shows. Be sure to, of course, check all that out here uh, <clears throat> here today, of course, as we hope to get a lot more of our shows back up and running here again. And uh, we'll, of course, keep you informed about when we will, we will be able to get a lot of those shows up up and, up and around here uh, one more time. Outside the Ropes, episode 235 is a broadcast of the WCWS radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoot.com, where we are, of course, five years older, continuing to be bolder. Radio Network continues to be and will forever remain your <clears throat> your pop culture connection. Folks, take care of yourselves here. Of course, keep your hands clean, keep yourself clean, and of course, definitely do a whole lot of praying here. Of course, go through uh, go through a whole lot here. Of course, uh, hopefully, um, here in 2021, we hope things. Of course, obviously, we hope that everything. Uh, um. <clears throat> um as we, of course, we hope 2021 would, of course, be the year that we turn things around here, of course, um, of course, here in this world here. And, of course, I, I will say, of course, one quick thing here on behalf of myself and everybody here, of course, in WWUS. Of course, our thoughts and prayers go out to those affected by the by the uh, situation that took place, of course, at the Capitol Building in Washington, D.C. earlier today. For those who have been uh, injured, uh, to those we pray for them and their families. And we hope, of course, we hope, of course, like I said, uh, uh, we hope for a peaceful thing here, of course, here as far as uh, uh, we, we hope, of course, like I said, that, like I said, we hope for something very, very peaceful. But a lot of people, of course, obviously, uh, are, of course, more than ever are driven more than ever to try to keep Trump in office. And, of course, obviously, that's probably not going to be the case, as he, of course, has not been able to get anything going here in, you know, in his general direction here and all that. Um, and pretty much it's the same, ladies and gentlemen, he's doing all this because the man feel, feels that he did not lose, even though, of course, we all know he did. And, of course, obviously he doesn't like to lose. Of course, no one does, but, you know, sometimes that's human nature. 
And I'm sure he would have been more grown up to know that, but apparently Mike said that he's possibly kind of, kind, of, kind of lost kind of lost a step here. So we'll wait and see, of course, what the repercussions are going to be from all this. And of course, I and as a lot of people have already said, obviously, of course, it's all one man, as obviously our our outgoing president, of course, Donald Trump. So we'll have to wait and see what all happens. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, take care and God bless you, folks. And since 2015, you're a source for everything in the world of, of course, pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only the WCWUS Radio Network. We'll talk at you at 9 o'clock for episode 934 of WCWUS Revolution. <clears throat> uh, take care and God bless, folks. Take care and God bless, folks. We'll talk at you later on on Revolution. Have a good evening. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.